0: great we can be together and whether you're a guest this morning, part of the dedication, maybe you're, um, I don't know, maybe you're new to down, welcome or regulars here of course at One Hope, glad we can all be together and so we're just going to spend a couple of minutes opening the Bible together and inviting God to speak to us and so uh, why don't we do that now, let's pray together. Father God, we ask by your Holy Spirit that you would um, make the words of Scripture come alive to us. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that um, your desire is to grow your relationship with us each and every day, moment by moment and so Uh, We thank you for this time together. That we're free to come and worship and praise you without obstacle. And uh, we want to center our hearts and our minds on you right now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Should also say welcome to those um, that are connecting via the podcast as well. Glad you can. Glad you can join in. Um, If you can, if you can see something going on here, I'm not sure if you can. If it's obvious or not, Um, it was maybe it was more obvious pre-service. But um, someone said, "Oh, did you get into a fight or something?" I'm like, "Yeah, there was. There was a." Um, a small number of young ladies who were um, getting harassed by some street toughs down at our local shops. That's not true at all. I had my sunnies on and I got stung by a bee last night. So (laughs) nothing masculine about that, I can assure you. So anyway, if you see me, like my eye does want to close. And so if it does, now you know what I can see on the faces of some of you when I'm speaking up here on a Sunday, okay? (laughs) So the tables have been turned. Anyway, hey, um, If you haven't had a chance to be around the last little while or you're a guest this morning, the last six weeks we've been talking about our church values here at One Hope, that we would pursue God together, that we would be committed to building community and growing people, all three values found, of course, in Scripture. And uh, as we've done that, I feel like God's just been tuning my ears and eyes to see the part that generosity of spirit plays in those things. Who would, in your mind, who would be the most generous generous person that you can think of? The most generous person you know. I was thinking about this the other day. Generosity is just the most incredible thing that blesses those people around us. And Second um, Corinthians nine in the Bible um, says it this way, and it talks about how God is committed to us. And here's what it says: God, God does in our lives when we put our lives in His hands. It says. This is from verse ten. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. God wants to produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Maybe when I asked you to think of the most generous person you know, you may not have come to your own mind, right? But here it says that God is committed to doing something in us where there's not only enough for us, but there's enough to bless other people. And this morning, I'd just like to touch on three different ways the gospel, the good news of Jesus, shapes and God wants to speak into our generosity. Firstly, the gospel, the good news about Jesus, brings a mission for our generosity, We inherit a mission when we put our lives in God's hands. The whole Bible speaks to God's abundance towards his creation and towards his children. That includes you and I. And it's an abundance to be shared. If you were here last week, anyone here last week and uh, listening to Marilyn as she shared some of her stories? If you missed out, I encourage you to go back and listen to Marilyn. She is an absolute cracker. Um, She was talking about how God had um, shaped her life. She'd come to experience his love. And there was a story she shared at the end about her neighbour, Max. Her neighbor Max, and how Marilyn, like she was just like, man, God has got Max's number and desires a relationship with him. And Max is pretty, as Marilyn said, Max is pretty committed that he wants nothing to do with church or Christian people, but he'll have something to do with Marilyn, and he's happy for Marilyn to pray and and to talk to him about God. And you know, it's like, yeah, I think I think God's up to something for Max. And as Marilyn shared this story, if you were here, you would have seen it bubbling out of her, this spirit of generosity. That as she talks about, you know, she mentioned briefly some of the grief that she'd experienced Um, in her life, some of the hardship, her cancer diagnosis, a number of loved ones um, passing away in a short period of time while she was journeying her own cancer battle and then rapidly moving into aged care and some of the challenges that came with that. And as I was sitting here listening to her, I thought, gee, you've got a reason not to be generous. But she was. She'd encountered the love of God and it's like the generosity of spirit spilled out of her. The great thing is, the same thing that God wants to do in you is the same thing that He will use to create generosity in you and, and Scripture says will help produce a harvest. Now, I know these words can be strictly applied to our financial resources. Um, it can also be applied to all of our life and that's what I'd like to do today. Not so much speak about our financial resources, though I will touch on that in a minute, um, but, but overall our lives. The same seed of faith that sustains us, that has sustained you through good seasons and tough seasons is in your life, is the same seed that God will use to plant a harvest for his glory and for his kingdom. That what you're journeying through in life right now, that God would use that, not that, you know, we say, oh, God, God uses that situation just so you've got a story to tell of, about him. No, no, no. But God can use any and every circumstance For his glory. I'm always interested when I hear um, Pastor Matt when we're opening scripture together, and and he'll take us um, places where it'll say in, in the Bible about how, you know, one of the best places we can find ourselves is when we say, God, I need you. And that we acknowledge that by ourselves, we're not enough. And sometimes I can think I've got to be careful not to take a woe is me attitude that, oh, I'm not good enough. And then I was reading the other day and I just realised like, you know, Jesus was really poor. Jesus didn't have a lot of stuff, but he has lived out of the most abundant life out of anyone who's ever lived. And so there's this tension going on that when we acknowledge that we say, oh God, I am near, in need of you. I have nothing that I can bring to you. Like, I'm, I'm a, if you say I'm a mess, but in that moment, God would say you have an abundance that our faith, would, we would come to God and say, I have nothing but yet I have everything. And this is what God wants to do in our lives, that he would provide for us and that he would also multiply what we have, what he has blessed us with to be a blessing to other people. The Christian spirit of generosity is directed towards God and other people. And we honour God when we are generous. And we're never generous because God needs it or for some other reason, but because in being generous and in living a generous life, we declare his value to us and we bless other people. And in doing so, we, we love God and we love them as well. I've got a picture here um, up on the screen of, of this chap. Does anyone know who that is? I looked at that picture and I thought, I wonder what sort of bike helmet he would have. Like It's quite a, quite a unique shaped coconut, isn't it? Anyway, I'll, get, I'll cut through the suspense. His name is um, Francis Asprey. He was a missionary. He was born in 1745 and he felt he was born in England and he felt called to be a preacher. So he moved um, to America, a long boat journey, and he got there. And over the next 45 years, he travelled around all over the countryside um, Preaching the gospel and sharing with people about the good news of Jesus. And it's estimated that in that 45 years, he travelled over 450,000 kilometres on horseback. That's a lot of kilometres. Now, to save you, right, if he had a weekend off here and there, okay, he still averaged 35 kilometres a day on a horse, right? That is amazing. Like, I want, in year 11, I did one outdoor ed session where we got to go horse riding and I made the mistake of wearing shorts. Okay? I could barely be, take 40 minutes and he he rode like almost half a km, million kilometres on a horse. How incredible. Why did he do this? And why, why is the Christ, history, history of Christianity full of people that were willing to do the most incredible things? Because they... Felt this conviction by the Holy Spirit that life is full and God has created you to enjoy His presence and a relationship with Him. And this is good news that I can't keep to myself and I'm just going to share with other people. And when I read stories about missionaries like this, I just go like, that's incredible. Their spirit of generosity to do things like that. It's remarkable. But then I hear... John this morning share about being prompted by the same Holy Spirit that he would start metaphorically knocking down the fences in his old, old, own neighbourhood and reach out to people that were uh, you know, dealing with complex situations and he would say the whole same Holy Spirit is stirring him to be generous and I think, God, how incredible that this is the same story. This is the same story that God is calling you and I into. That the message for our neighbours is life is full and at its best when you know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. So number one, the Gospel brings a mission for our generosity. Number two, the Gospel shows us a measure for our generosity. The world at times can feel like it's completely absurd that um, we as Christians would be so open-handed with our resources you may know people that just think you're nuts because of the way that you live to live, choose to live your life, the values that you hold and the priorities that you have. I've had people in my life that when I've said I was going to maybe do something and give my time and energy towards something involving our church family or maybe a different time giving financially to a need that I could see, at times the conversation has turned where they it's like they're just going like, I can understand being generous to your mates, but being generous to people that are nothing like you and all that you have in common is that you believe in, this, in the same God, like that's just completely irrational. Maybe, maybe you've experienced this. But God gives us a measure for our generosity and when we commit our lives to God, everything we have became, becomes infused with his power and also his purpose. And so our time... And our efforts, our skills, our money, our resources, everything that he has given to us. And this is more than just a one-off choice. This is a, a day-to-day intentional and deliberate decision that whatever we have will be shaped by God and come, comes under God's lordship and, and, and his priorities for our lives. Some of the most generous people I know have not been the most affluent haven't been the most skilled or the most gifted. But the difference they have made in my life and the lives of other people is because they have allowed a spirit of generosity to grow within them. And they've been the most tremendous blessing to other people. I said, mentioned earlier, I just did want to touch on um, generosity when it comes to finances. And I try and do this on occasion. Um, if you're a guest... Um, this morning, uh, or new checking out churches, then you know, welcome to a conversation around the, the dinner table here for those of us that call One Hope home. And you know, I just want to say a big thank you to those of you that, um, as part of our church family, you continue to tithe faithfully. And I know it's not so much maybe to do with the people that are here or the um, you know, our, who we are, but it's your, it's your ongoing sacrifice and faithfulness to God that you're deliberate and intentional about that. And um, can I just say, as a, as a church, we've got off to a great start for the year financially, which enables us to you know, do everything that we you know, sometimes take for granted and the, and the lights and the lawns and the ministry and staffing and all those kind of things. And so um, I just want to say thanks because sometimes, you know, we, obviously we do it for the glory of God, but I think it's nice to say that, hey, together we're part of something beautiful and, and something good. So through to, um, through to yeah the end of february got um, the big eighty five percent up here we 're tracking at about eighty five percent of our budget, so we 're a little bit um, a little bit below where we hoped we would be at this time of the year. But you know God is faithful and God is good and i 'd like to just take this opportunity too that if if you come in to church, you call one Hope home, like I think this is a really valuable conversation to be having about how we continue to be Generous and, and just that spirit of generosity in what God wants to do in our lives. I know for Ellie and I, there's been seasons in our life where this has been an absolute priority. And I know now, you know, the um, automatic transfer from one account to another makes that a lot a lot simpler. But you know, there's been seasons in our life where may, maybe sadly we've just chosen to go, no, God, that that area of our lives is out of bounds. And um, you know, we don't know what we've missed out on because of that attitude. There's been times where we've probably been a bit lax and it hasn't had the value that maybe God, God makes that abundantly clear in Scripture. And, you know, I just invite you that and it seems probably counter, counter-cultural to stand up here and go, like, talk about generosity with your finances when cost of living through the roof and interest rates and all that stuff. But, you know, God says that he is faithful. This is a passage that we read from 2 Corinthians that You know, God wants to work in incredible ways in your life and there's enough left over to be generous and that he would use that to grow an amazing harvest. So if you want to pick up that convo, I invite you to um, come and see me. And I, I hope that, you know, hold me accountable, hold us as leaders that we would have a helpful tone in this conversation. I feel really sad when I hear people who have grown up in a, sadly, in a church tradition where giving or finances or even serving in some way has been, I would say, probably in a really unhelpful way. Maybe it wasn't intended in that way, but it's come across as such. Speaking to some of you, I know that you've grown up in churches where there are moments where um, maybe someone in my role or someone in leadership the tone was that you know your experience has been that you would give and you would give and you would respond, and it was like it was never enough and I think that 's saddening because there is enough, like God's called us into a family to all contribute it shouldn 't just fall on a, the shoulders of few a few people, and i 'm sorry that if you 've experienced that hurt and that 's not helpful and so Maybe even as I say these words, the invitation to be generous, you're like, oh man, that feels like a stretch and it's going to require you to maybe trust leadership and also trust God for some of those steps. And there's always needs. There's always going to be needs in our life. And not everything that comes from heaven has your name on it. You're not responsible for everything that God would ask us to do. But some things do. Some things have your name on it, and that's the way God intends it. A little while ago, um, I was um, chatting with a young, a young man who was using the word discern a lot. He was trying to discern about wh- what God wanted him to do with his life. And um, he would say, oh, like, I'm not sure about do this or do that or where God is leading, what, what I should do for my career. And he, and he paused and he stopped and he said, how do you discern what God wants you to do? Like, and I said, well, what do you mean? Like, we're, kind of, we're talking about church. And so I said, oh, do you mean like my role as a pastor, like my occupation? How do I discern that? And he's like, yeah, how do you discern that you should be a pastor? And I said, that's a great question. And I stopped and I thought for a moment and I said, I'm not sure that I do. And he looked at me, his eyes got a bit wider, and he said, what do you mean? And I said, oh, and this was, you know, let's go back kind of 12, 18 months, remember, like where we're at 12 or 18 months ago, and a lot of people feeling pretty disjointed, and we couldn't meet at church in person, and all those kind of things, and interesting season. And, and so we're back there, and I just said, like, do you know what, I, some days, almost every day, I just wake up, and I don't need this Holy Spirit's leading, because I look out, and... I see people who are part of this church community and, and I feel like they need a shepherd. And I feel like sometimes I could help do something to help people feel cared for. And for us all together to keep our attention on God and what he wants to do in a challenging season for many of us. And I don't need to discern, there's just a need. There's just a need and I feel like I can do something to meet that. And I just said back to him, like, have you, have you ever thought about applying that lens to when you discern what God might want you to do? Just if there's a need, maybe I can meet it. And he stopped and he said, no, nah, I haven't, but I might. And I was like, good idea, I reckon. You know, sometimes God will just put things in our path where he has ordained it. Like I said, not everything that comes, you know, not everything, you don't have to be the be all and end all to everything, but God does ask us to respond at times. And, you know, do we respond? Do we not respond? There's always needs. That is the blessing of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you guide me and lead me into the things that you have for me, that I would be able to serve well. I would be able to honour you. I would be, you would help me have the margin in my life to be generous of spirit. It's good for us to ask sometimes, hey, do I have the capacity to help meet a need? Not every need, but God, can I help meet a need? Thirdly, the gospel stirs a motivation for generosity. The church is given a mission so vital that nothing else should stand in its way, reconciling people to God, the good news. In 1912, when um, the Titanic set sail, as people boarded, there was lots of different categories depending on what, um, what's the word I'm looking for, what class you were in as you boarded the ship. And so, like, if you're in this class, you go in this line. And then, like, if you're the rabble and you're with Leonardo DiCaprio, you're in that line. And when you're, like, if you're in first class, you go in that line. And so everybody was, you know, given their separate categories. As, obviously, the I'm not giving anything away here, the ship whether you've seen the movie or not, the ship sinks. And then, you know. There was, there was confusion, confusion around, were, was my loved one and people I know alive, had they passed away? And so there was a big chalkboard put up in London as news came to hand and it, didn't, it, it only had two columns and it had lost and it had saved. And that's all that matters, all the classes were gone. And this is what the Bible talks about, where it's God's desire that none would perish John said it well before spiritual Jesus gave his life that none of us would be spiritually impoverished. He gave his God gave his best for us so that we would be found that we would be saved. On Friday, um, we farewelled as a church family, um, Deb Bateman, who'd um, been around for a number of years and uh, amazing part of church life here. And so we held a Thanksgiving service here for her, for her life. And um, Leslie Richards, another member of our congregation, I'm not sure if Leslie's here this morning, she got to um, do the eulogy. And it was amazing. Deb had sp- taken some time to write some things down about her life. And um, so we heard that, but also into it, Leslie wove some stories of Deb over recent years and particularly even the last nine or so months of her journey with um, cancer and through palliative care. And Leslie shared this moment from Deb's life where um, Deb had moved into town and she had uh, moved to a um, new house and one of her neighbours invited her to a craft group. And I'm trying to remember the detail here. Uh, hopefully I tell it well. And, and so Deb went along to this craft group and she maybe or did or didn't know that it was made up of church people. And so the next step was that um, they, this craft group, they enjoyed their craft and then Deb received an invitation to come along what they were doing as a church family, which was uh, reading and doing the 40 Days of Purpose, The Purpose Driven Life, a well-known book by um, American pastor Rick Warren. And so it was through that journey that um, she, she went along to that group and was part of that series. And ultimately, Deb came to know Jesus for herself and was baptised. And we saw some photos on Friday of that. And she became part, more than part of a church family. She became part of God's family. And so what's the moral of the story? God loves craft. Or <laughs> well, maybe, maybe only God can bring something good out of a craft group. I don't know, like anyway. <clears throat> I know it's dangerous ground. I think, I think a, a moral of that story could be this, that God's mission is so powerful that the generosity of one invitation and having space for one more at a craft group ultimately changes someone's eternity. Yeah. Let's be that kind of generous person. And uh, this is the, this is the um, purpose-driven life. And I just want to read for you just a brief paragraph here that Deb would have opened up and journeyed with that group as they started this series together. And it says, It's not about you. The purpose of your life is far greater than your own personal fulfilment your peace of mind, or even your happiness. It's far greater than just your family or your career or your wildest dreams and ambitions. If you want to know why you were placed on this planet, you must begin with God. You were born by his purpose and for his purpose. That message that I just read that Deb heard those years ago is completely unique. completely unique. Scripture, only Scripture tells that story. And only the Holy Spirit speaks that truth and the church, you and I are called to live that message out. And I think that type of story motivates us that, you know, shake us from our spiritual doziness and rekindle a fire in us and our hearts that you know, if God can use just a simple invitation as part of a, a, a craft group to change someone's eternity, what does he have in store for you and I when we, are, we have a spirit of generosity that we say we are going to take advantage of every moment. We are going to be led by the Spirit. We're going to be open to whatever God may want to do, whether it's comfortable for us or not, because God promises in Second Corinthians that we read earlier that he will bless us with everything we need, And He will also bless us with enough to bless other people. And God wants to do that for each and every one of us as individuals. And He also wants to do it for us as a group, us as a church. God gave us the church so that we would be blessed by the generosity, the gifts, the service and the fellowship of each other. That together we will not only have enough, but more than enough to bless other people. That we would have more than enough to be generous and to see other people's lives transformed by the power of the gospel. That we would, see, we would have more than enough to see people restored and made whole. To break through the things that are controlling their life. That God would make something beautiful and amazing out of us together. I'm going to invite us to turn our attention to the screen we're going to have the lights go down. <clears throat> and just going to share with you a brief 90 second video that our incredible media team have put together and their, their heart in this is actually to show um, something about us as a church family. And so why don't we enjoy this together and then I'll be back to wrap up briefly before we sing together to close.
1: The church, God's house, our home that no one would walk alone. The hope of the world, the light, the bride of Christ, the baptisms and dedications, the cups of teas, the slices, the salvations, the online, the offline, the mornings, the nights, the midweek groups and the red frog troops, the kids, the youth, the young adults, the old, the new. There is only one name we pursue, Jesus. The games, the gags, the church snags, the light to dark places, human trafficking, hygiene, water, bricks and mortar, Bible translation, reaching the nations. The worship, the production, the catering, the cleaners, the hosts, the helpers, the pastors, the preachers, all of them leaders. Prayer, stillness, grace, mercy, forgiveness, the relationships, The friendships, the family, the ups, the downs, the turnarounds, growth, the body of Christ, the hands, the eyes, the ears, the feet, me, you, not one part, but many, the church.
0: How incredible are that crew, hey? They're amazing, they're amazing. you know. And when I saw that for the first time, I'm like, oh, you've, you've encapsulated something about how God draws us together and we become more than the sum of our parts when the Holy Spirit leads us and God wants to use us for something incredible. So I wanna wrap up our time um, this morning before we sing together. You would have had a connect card, hopefully near you somewhere on a seat um, with, with a pen, hopefully. And um, I just would like to, an invitation uh, this morning, and uh, just like to speak to three different groups of people really briefly. One is a group of people who, you know, maybe for, you've been around for some time, or maybe it's been a short time, but you're like, actually, no, I feel like I want to call One Hope my church home. And you would say, actually, I've got some capacity to contribute. You're at a place where you're like, actually, I'd like to put up my hand and, and be generous and commit to serving in some way or contributing. You know and if that's you this morning in a moment you'll have invitation to just put down your name, uh, you know uh, phone number, and you can just say, I've got the capacity to contribute and we'll, um, we'll, we'll get love to get in touch with you. The second group of people I'd like to speak to is if you find yourself and you just say actually, I'd like to choose community." we've talked, been talking a lot about building community and the value of that the last little while that you're like. Yeah, One Hope is my church home. And so I'd like, you'd like to be part of a life group or you'd like to connect with others better. If that's you this morning, just love for you to take the time to write. You can just write that on the card as well. It doesn't matter if you fill out, put down one of these things or all three of them, you know. And thirdly, I'd like to speak to people where you're acknowledging that, you know, I feel less connected than what I have at other times. And maybe it's due to the disruption of COVID. Maybe it's personal circumstances for you. Perhaps even you're, you know, you've kind of been floating between churches going, God, where would you have me? And you're like, actually, I think I want to land here at One Hope. If that's you, would you please put that on the card? Because we'd love to be in touch with you and uh, just you know, do whatever we can to help you being con- be connected. It's exciting to have um, Gemma on board uh, as, as a new staff member. and That'll be part of her responsibilities. We can do some gatherings and meals and stuff to really help people get connected. And look, if you're, if you're along as a guest this morning, you can just put like, Yep, I'm here for the morning. Thanks for having me. Give us your feedback. Give us your mark out of 10, whatever you want to do. That's all good. But why don't you, would you just take a moment um, to, to fill those in if you fall into any of those three, three categories on your Connect card there. Um, if you're just sitting there, feel free to give us your best joke or whatever it is while you're taking a minute or two. So you can, you can fill that in now. And we're going we're gonna to wrap up our time um, by singing together these incredible words. Um, We've got two hymns this morning. We are so capital B Baptist this morning. And it was like on that first hymn, I felt like the technology was going like, it's so long since you've sung this song. I'm not sure I can do the lyrics. Like, I can't find them. Anyway, well done. Nothing worse than being up the front and not having lyrics appear, right? Sorry,
1: I know the words to this one. So oh, okay,
0: very good. So we're not gonna put the lyrics up on no, this no. one. <laughs> Jess is just gonna sing. Uh, but we're gonna sing these words about, you know, God's faithfulness. And seeing us through every season. And um, as we sing, why don't you see, take that as your opportunity to... And maybe you've, maybe, maybe you've prayed, prayed this prayer before, or maybe for the first time. Would you just pray, God, would you help me be a person who's generous of spirit? God, I want to be part of a harvest where I see not only my own life blessed by your presence, but other people's lives blessed. And especially, Lord God, people that haven't come to know your life-changing love yet. Because you know, God's put you and placed you where you are for a reason. Thank God that we're part of a church family that we go all go in different directions, and the Holy Spirit is glorified as we as He uses us to speak into different relationships and different circumstances. So why don't we um, why don't we stand together and we're going to sing? If you need a moment or two to fill out your card, you can do that, and uh, let, let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your faithfulness and your goodness towards us. Help us be people that have a spirit of generosity Lord God and in all things we want to see your kingdom come we want you to be honoured and for you to be grown and the most important thing in our life thank you for the times and the seasons where we're just a bit slow to catch on and, and we prioritise other things Father God we want our attention to be on you, we thank you for the blessing that you are for us as we read earlier, John read you know, while we were still far from you you sent your son for us What amazing news. In Jesus' name we say thanks. Amen. Let's sing together.